0: Bam Radio Network.
1: Any form of relaxation or meditation to start the day is wonderful.
0: And the real key is to be
2: able to make a decision to nourish self.
0: Hello, it's time for Teacher's Aid Strategies, Tools, and Tactics for the Challenges Teachers Face. I'm Ray Pika. Well, as we've pointed out in this program, teaching is tough. With all you're expected to do and be day in and day out, how are you supposed to keep your energy levels up? Is it even possible? That's what I'm hoping to find out today from Carol Bergman, Jack Singer, Joan Young, and Shelley Terrell. Welcome to all of you. Carol, you're the author of Managing Your Energy at Work. In your experience, what are the top energy drainers in the workplace?
2: The thing I find most uh, in the workplace is that when we are faced with things that we do not have control of, things that we can't influence. But that often sets up a low-grade stress and focusing on
0: those kinds of things really brings stress uh, in the workplace. Uh, Jack, does that apply to the teaching profession?
1: Well, it certainly does because control is an issue that a lot of people have difficulty with. And from my angle as a psychologist working with educators, I teach teachers and other educators what they can control, which is their internal dialogue. And their internal dialogue, the thoughts they have, the comments they make to themselves, their belief systems really have a lot to do with how much energy they're going to have because if you're thinking negative thoughts, it's going to sap your energy very quickly.
0: Alrighty. Joan, what do you think are the, the biggest energy drainers in the teaching profession?
3: I would agree with both of the authors who just spoke. I I think that the self-talk is a huge one for me. So I've been starting the day with mindfulness or meditation practice. Even 15 minutes really helps me to keep my attention focused and not go in that negative thought spiral. And I think that reading email first thing in the morning can be a big stressor, So I try not to do that.
0: Shelly, what do you see as the top energy drainers?
3: I have to agree. I think stress is definitely one of them. I think for a lot of teachers, it it becomes overwhelming, and a lot of the teachers I train do say they feel burnt out and feel very stressed.
0: And Jack, speaking of stress, I mean, uh, does that play a big role in robbing us of energy?
1: Oh, it does for sure. And the reason for it, I'll explain, Ray, and that is because we all have this fight or flight nervous system within us that's meant to protect us from danger to our lives, but the default position in our subconscious mind is to turn that on whenever we're worried or upset because your subconscious mind doesn't know if your life is being threatened or not, so it's not going to take a chance. Well, if you're turning the system on all day because you're upset about this and that and feeling out of control and so forth, it saps your energy rather quickly. I mean, you see that with athletes all the time. If they start worrying about not performing well, suddenly they get fatigued and they can't perform at all.
0: Carol, is there a difference between managing physical energy and managing mental energy?
2: Yes, there is, although um, it always, from what I've seen, goes back to the mental. So keeping one focused and actually making a decision to nourish self versus giving to others. Because in the education field, you know, people get into it because of wanting to make a difference. So everything we're focused on is external. And the real key is to be able to make a decision nourish self? What are the things we're going to do for ourselves, not only outside of the
0: workplace, but also throughout the day? Excellent point. So imagine there's nothing I as a teacher can do to change my schedule. I'm still going to have to grade papers and write lesson plans nights and weekends. I'm still going to have to be on for hours every day, off with no downtime or even bathroom breaks. What are some real practical methods I can use to keep from becoming exhausted on a daily basis? Jack?
1: I often talk to teachers about taking mental breaks during the day instead of simply taking a physical break and going to the teacher's lounge or having lunch or what have you. Use that as a time to take a mental break and refresh yourself. Give yourself permission to feel good about what you're accomplishing instead of focusing on things that you have no control over like disruptive children that you're having difficulty with or parents that you have to call back. Instead of thinking of those negative things, think about the positive things that you've accomplished for the day and tell yourself you're going to feel good when the day is over and you're going to feel like you've accomplished something. So continually to remind yourself of the positives that are happening on your job. Okay,
0: so what do I do? Step into the the coat closet when I need to take a mental break?
1: If you have a chance to go to the restroom, you can do it there. If you have an opportunity where the children are working by themselves, you can sit at the desk and even close your eyes for a moment and, and give yourself some relaxing messages. Breathing is one of the most important things you can do, and the best kind of breathing is powerful breathing through your diaphragm, and no one will even know you're doing it except you. The best way to do that is to breathe in through your nose to the count of four, kind of hold it for a couple of seconds, and then a big exhale out through your mouth to the count of seven. You do that a few times, it drains the stress away. Joan, does that resonate with you?
3: That does resonate with me. And actually, I try to bring that into the classroom and um, do that with my students at least once a day. So they're very open to it. They're very open to anything that will be their stress because they feel stress as well.
0: Ah, they feel stress as well. Shelley, your thoughts?
3: Yes, actually, it's funny because I remember the first year of teaching, I had the restroom right next door and I would often escape there when I felt very stressed. I'm glad to hear that that was definitely something that's actually recommended now. And it it did help. It it helped quite a bit to kind of organize my thoughts and just release the stress.
0: Well, we all have times of the day when our energy is most lagging. Given the time and privacy constraints, is there something I can do to boost my energy at its lowest points, Carol?
2: Well, actually, planning ahead of time to make sure that you are eating well, You know, exercising your physical health really well is really uh, important piece. But at the moment when you have a stressful point, again, getting back to either breath or just taking a moment, you know, it doesn't take an hour of meditation to get back. Just getting up and maybe even taking a quick walk, whenever you have that moment for yourself, that can make all the difference and it can be extremely refreshing, especially if you shift your focus inward.
0: All right. Well, final words of advice for managing energy, either long-term or short-term. Jack, let's start with you.
1: You know, a teacher or an educator can't separate uh, what happens at home from the school, etc. I think the stress just builds up, you know, over all of the areas. So you need to manage your life in general. And the best way to do it is to realize you don't have to be perfect. You will make mistakes. You will have frustrating days. Things will happen that you have no control over. But overall, you have to recognize what are you grateful for, and I suggest that people actually keep a little notebook next to their bed, and at night before they go to sleep, write down what you're grateful for and what you're proud of that you accomplished during the day. That will help you with energy the next day, and it will also help you sleep. And if you can sleep well, you'll have much more energy as well. Joan, your thoughts?
3: I love that idea about gratitude, and I also find that uh, maintaining a regular exercise schedule is magical for me in dealing with stress. So I've fallen in love with doing best, so I would recommend anything you can fall in love with to keep yourself active and healthy, really helps.
0: And how do you manage to find the time for that?
3: I put it on my schedule. I actually put it on my calendar, just like I do all my lessons on it. So it's an hour, you know, five times a week. It's those times there.
0: All right. Carol, your thoughts?
3: Yes, taking that uh,
2: commitment to yourself to nourish you and putting you as a priority is really key, both long-term um, overall in your life as well as in your day. It's really important. So anything you can do, making that decision up front really makes the difference for you. It's a little bit easier to remember it when you need it, when you need the, the actual uh, break. And
0: finally, Shelley.
3: I have to agree with uh, Jill on this thing about exercise. And something that I do is I I get myself out there, out the door, and I tell myself, you're out for 30 minutes. You know, even if you stop running, you're still going to stay out for 30 minutes walking or something. You just got to take that time and and get that stress out and release those endorsements. And one of the great things that I know Joan does is she actually gathered online a bunch of teachers. We use the hashtag P-E-M-T, the Twitter Education Motivational, I think, teacher something like that. And we actually tell things that we do on Twitter as far as exercise goes and kind of build that support network.
0: All right, boosting one another in that way. A 21st century solution to an age-old problem. Excellent. So we're all well-intentioned, and this advice sounds great, but putting into practice, you know, it's not real likely to happen for most of us, no matter how well-intentioned. So how do we break through? How do we get past that that resistance that keeps saying, I don't have the time, you know,
1: I don't want to make the time? Jack? Well, people are more likely to, they're 11 times more likely to follow through with something if they write it down than if they just think about it. So Mm -hmm. I always advise people to take five minutes and write down some goals you have for the week. And and if you're going to make goals in terms of refreshing yourself, keeping your energy up, relaxing, then have them specific for that and write them down so that when you do accomplish these, you check it off each time. And that keeps somebody motivated. I even have a pad of paper called Things to Do Today. And every day I write down, I fill out the lines of what I want to do today. And it feels good to check them off. You feel a sense of accomplishment. That helps to keep people on target.
0: Oh, yeah, I do love those check marks. And the way Joan puts uh, exercise into her schedule, that's what you're recommending then? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Shelley, your thoughts?
3: Yes, I actually go along the same lines. And uh, my father taught me a trick. He said you put post-it notes everywhere. And so I put a lot of post-it note uh, reminders, like in the car, or in the mirror. So I make sure that I exercise. And one thing that I started doing now is I do Google Alerts. I actually have something that says, Your gym, treat yourself like one, exercise. So it comes out on my cell phone and texts me every day to remind me this, because I'm one of those people who needs a constant reminder.
0: Treat yourself like one, exercise.
3: Exactly.
0: Got it, got it. And Carol, did you have any thoughts? We all, of course, want to breathing better and it's one of those things that's automatic so
2: we really don't think about it. So the thing I often tell my clients to do is to actually wear like a small band on their wrist. If they're making that decision to really nourish themselves through the day and they know especially they're going to have a very stressful day and then just having something on your body can remind you when you do take that pause or that break Take that deeper breath, because it really is something we have to remind ourselves, and it's so hard we forget it while we're you know in the midst of everything in our day.
0: Well, thank you all for being here. I mean, this is something that teachers deal with day in and day out, so I appreciate your providing all of this wonderful advice. Given the number of products now on the market intended to boost energy, fatigue seems to be a fairly common condition in this day and age. And given the ever-increasing pressures on today's teachers, you're more likely than most to fall victim to it. My guests had some wonderful advice to offer for both short-term and long-term energy management. The questions now in need of answers are, will you heed the advice? Can you nourish yourself as you nourish others? At the very least, I hope you'll try just one of the suggestions presented here, even if your intention is simply to take care of yourself so you can take care of others. So, do you see that like button on your screen? Yes, right there in front of you in the pop-up box. If you appreciated this segment of Teacher's Aid and would like to keep the shows coming, please click that thing for me. Thank you. This has been Ray Pico with Teacher's Aid, offering solutions to the challenges teachers face. Thanks for listening.
1: This program is produced by Jack Street Media as part of the Affiliate Nanocasting Network. Thanks for listening.